I mean, you got, well, let's not get too into conspiracy theory, but Bill Gates bought up, has owns more farmland in America than anybody. Why? I don't know. Maybe he wants to do robot farming. So kill the farmers. Then you control crop output. Things of that nature. Tommy's, he's delved deep into uh, these conspiracies. I, I really find them fun. I don't know if they're happening or not. <laughs> It is weird that he owns so much farmland. He, but, he, he really does. He does own the most farmland in America. So, it's just good business. And, and that's what people think is like he just buys it up, and that way it's an asset that will constantly like mm-hmm. grow instead of like just buying a house because yeah. land will become more valuable. Right. Yeah. That would definitely be one of those things that uh, if there is a power grid failure. The original plan that he had with the computers would fail. Mm-hmm. So you need your backup plan, and 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 growing crops is a, is a, an essential part of life. So he knew he knew what was up. Mm-hmm. He knows what's up. Yeah. I mean, or maybe he's going to create a like utopia thing, like that one guy who wants to do. In, where is it? Arizona. I forgot the name of that guy. Who I think it was Jeff Bezos. <clears throat> like you have no money. <clears throat> you don't need money. Like it's all done. Like everything's pretty much free. You live in like all these like weird buildings and everything's within like a five minute walk of your house. It's mm. supposed to be like a utopia. Sounds like a commune. It probably is. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know, you just walk in, there's a huge building and it's like, that's where whatever the fuck his name is lives. He's our master. When the comet comes. <laughs> oh man, Josh going to sleep on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not to change the subject of uh, conspiracy theory land, but uh... are we ready to get into something relevant to what the title of the episode is? <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, it's funny. Before I came in here, I was like, oh, you know, we have a short subject. I was like, Tommy's probably going to ramble, though. I'm going to be quiet the whole episode. You're not even going to hear a damn peep from me. You know, so it's going to be 10 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my son says that all the time. Like, fine, I just won't talk for the rest of the day. Three minutes later. He's running his mouth again. Oh, are you are you issuing a <laughs> challenge? <laughs> are you? you know you can't. <laughs> you can't just stay Te- quiet. Technically, I can't because I'm the the T in this, and that would just be like. <laughs> well, Tommy's not going to say anything, even though he's here. <laughs> just awkwardly staring at the camera the whole time. <laughs> And you'll have to every now and then poke the microphone so your <laughs> face shows up in the recording. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I guess we can get started for real. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Y'all ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot what we were called. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do that Oi. on the outros all the time. Oi. I'm like, what's the outro? <laughs> the podcast guys. That just sticks in my head from the McRaven. Like, you the podcast guys? Like, yeah. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of the Paranormal Minds of JST. I will be your host, Shane, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Josh. Hello, hello. And Tommy. Hello. And today, we will be discussing the Mistletoe Bride. The Mistletoe Bride. Yeah. I do like the name of it. All right. Trying to get in the holiday spirit, you know, we got the all the holidays right around the corner, and uh, it used to be tradition. I think Tommy, you mentioned it. Uh, you know, it used to be tradition to tell ghost stories at Christmas time, you know, and around the holidays. And it's weird that the only one left is the uh, the Scrooge. Uh, what is oh. that? Christmas Carol. Yeah, Christmas Carol. And it's weird, like, they, that's what used to be what they did back in the day, is like, oh, yeah, let's sit around and tell ghost stories, and whatever happened to that? I, I think, because around the time that... That was rhetorical. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Can continue, Tommy. That was funny. I was going to say, around the time that the Christmas Carol came out, no one really celebrated Christmas. It wasn't like a holiday you just, you know, took off for and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you might do a little something here or there, but it wasn't celebrated like it is today. Charles Dickinson then wrote the Christmas Carol because he really needed to make money because he was broke. <laughs> and he made the story and it became a classic and it made Christmas what it is today. Like it solely made Christmas what it is today. Well, no, it, it not by itself, but <laughs> it it helped boost Christmas because then everybody was like, "Oh, let's spend time together and all this." But yeah, before that, it just started just be, you know, kind of like, I don't know, Labor Day. Hmm. Interesting. That is a good bit of information. I did not know that. Somebody fact check them. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> This is an educational program. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I, th- I feel like I've given you a lot of shit already, Tommy. So it's every every time. So I don't I don't care anymore. I don't. I feel like it's getting worse. Like, did you make me angry and I don't remember? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna like sleepwalk, go slash your tires. Let's don't do that. I can't afford new ones. <laughs> I'll leave a roll of duct tape. <laughs> 
Anywho, the mistletoe bride will be our ghost story for this holiday season. So cue Christmas music or something. I don't know. No, shit, 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 shit. All right, so our, our tale uh, is going to center around a bride, you know, long, long past. And she wanders the halls of the Brams Hill house in Brams Hill, England. Uh, she always becomes more active on Christmas Day. And once you hear her story, you will understand why. <laughs> so in the, in the early 1600s, the uh, Brams Hill house was owned by a Lord Hugh Bethel. And he was to be married to a young, beautiful woman named Anne Lope. I don't know if she was beautiful. I'm a, no, everyone's beautiful in her, their own way. So she mm. was beautiful. Yes. Anyway, so he was set to marry Anne on Christmas Day. Why? I don't know. But that's what they were going to do. So they had the house all decked out in all their wedding decor and holiday decor. They had Christmas decor everywhere, including mistletoe in every doorway. So, you guys know tradition surrounding mistletoe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in case anyone doesn't, I'm going to play the Tommy historian role. Back in the early 1200s, a man named Mr. Toe was traveling through the wood. Now I'm making all this shit up. I don't know where it came from, but <laughs> if... If you meet someone under the mistletoe, you're supposed to kiss, right? <laughs> don't, don't know why, but it's, it's the thing. So that tradition was around back, back in the day. This is the 1600s. So they're all woohoo, all loosey-goosey, running around. You know, we're having a wedding today. We got mistletoe everywhere. And somebody on the bridal party came up with a, a good idea. It's like, hey, because of the mistletoe and, you know, we're getting ready for this wedding, how about... We play hide and seek. And the bride hides. They wanted Anne to hide. And they want all the groomsmen to look for. And whoever the groomsman was who found her got to kiss her under the mistletoe. A little weird, right? Like, I wouldn't agree to that to, to my wife on my wedding day. Like, a bunch of right. nerves. Of like, why do you want to search the house for my wife to kiss her? Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I hope you find her. <laughs> right. <laughs> But that being said, maybe maybe old Anne thought it was weird too, because she hid, she hid her ass off. Uh, so much so to the point that hours went by, no one could find her. They started to panic, like where is she? Days went by, weeks, months, years. <laughs> Damn. And they never could find her. So it was speculation, like, oh, man, she just took off. She she left this dude. You know, that's what most people would think. Well, oh, Lord Hugh didn't want to accept that. He never gave up faith that his, his wife, some, something had happened. So he looked for her in the house. Can you guess how long? Ten years. Damn. Four years. 
I could have kept going to decades. Because oh, shit. 50 years. 50 years from that day. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Lord, Hugh Bethel finally found his wife. He was messing around in the attic, and he found a false door in, in the wall that he didn't realize was there. You know, he, I, guess, I don't know why he didn't know it was there, but I guess that's pretty common for lords back in the day. You're not examining every piece of your house, right? It was probably old storage room or something. The servants well, go to the attic. No, right? Well, so he opened it up, and he found a large wooden chest inside of it. Well, this chest, he, he opened it up, and there's Anne. What was left over, pretty much just a skeleton in a wedding dress. Um, when she had climbed in, the lid had fallen shut, and then the latch went through so she couldn't get out. And they're assuming that she ran out of air. And, of course, being in the attic, in a box, in a closet, no one could hear her screaming. But she was most certainly screaming because throughout the entire box you see claw marks and scratches from her panicking and trying to get out and had scratched the hell out of this box. And to this day, the box, all scratched up, everything, is on display at the Brams Hill House. So, what a... What do you guys think about our ghost of the mistletoe bride? I have a question. Mm-hmm. Now, does she just roam the halls? Or is she like violent in any kind of way? Well, she's violent. She's just kind of roaming, I think, because she wasn't discovered. She's like, man... You know, this was supposed to be my life, and I, you know, spent my last moments in a box. Yeah. Uh, now, when did this happen? You said 1200? The early 1600s. Early 1600s. I don't know why I got 1200. Oh, because uh, you said you made up that story. Uh, <laughs> he's telling lies. <laughs> so, I, I don't want to say, like, she was stupid. Because I don't think a lot of people probably understood how suffocation worked <laughs> in that sense. I mean, at least it was peaceful, kind of, other than her being scratching violently at the inside of the trunk. <laughs> she would eventually, like, slow down and calm down mm-hmm. and then yeah. to sleep. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, she definitely did not want to be found. She was like, oh, I found this hidden closet. Oh, there's a chest in here. Oh, let yeah. me just climb in and. Dude, dude probably had some gross groomsmen. She's like, ugh. Like, what, oh, if, what if John finds me? He smells and he only has three teeth. Sixteen hundreds is possible. <laughs> Big and fat. Has a turkey leg in one hand. Like, I'm coming to get you. That's what nightmares are made out of. <laughs> I'm coming to get you. <laughs> just running his belly. She's going like that. Fat bastard. Oh God. Just he ain't fat as hell. <laughs> well, if, he, if he was that bad, she didn't even have to get in the closet. She's like, I'm in the attic. You gonna climb the, that ladder? <laughs> it, it depends. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was like that creepy friend, you know, that's like always hitting on his friend's wives. Like, her, her, her. I don't know. We don't have that, but... 
right, we we hit on each other. <laughs> that's that's really the truth. <laughs> like every time we go camping, Paige is like, "All right, just look. I know what you guys do out there. Okay, y'all cuddle <laughs> up in the sleeping bag together." I'm like, you got to keep warm. I mean, hypothermia, yeah. hypothermia is a real thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. it is. You know, <laughs> never mind that we're all in our underwear. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to transfer the body heat just right. It has to be evenly <laughs> transferred. That's why covered. I'm in the middle. <laughs> we're all covered in baby oil. It gives a nice like frying sensation. Yeah, yeah. like insulation. That just keeps Good. us from sticking to each other. That's all. Yeah, I mean, God. You know. This is horrendous. Huh? I'm like, wait a second. Weren't we talking about a dead girl in a box? What's going on here? <laughs> anyway. Oh, so another piece of this story I thought was interesting because, you know, I was trying to just research to find out if it was legit. You know, these, these stories are, exist out there. Well, Yes, the Bramshill house does have the story with the names of people that actually existed. With I mean, it all checks out, right? The, even with the box there. You know what's weird? Is there's like six other houses over there in the UK that have similar stories and have boxes with scratches in them. Damn. Do you think some of them are just trying to play off tourist traps? Right. And yeah, there are theories on that. Like, okay, no, Bramshill is the original and the other guys are ripping them off. But then they say the same thing about Bramshill. Like, no, they're ripping us off. It was actually, you know, I forget the other names. It was actually Isabella and she was at the, the Haverty house. And other people are like, no, it was Rosa and she was at the, the greenhouse. And it's, it's weird because they all check out. So then at the same time, like, do you think this happened more than once? Again, they probably don't know how suffocation works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either that or one of the butlers is a serial killer and he's just moving from house to house. Okay. <laughs> All right. Who's having a wedding on Christmas Day? I'm going to suggest this game. Actually, <laughs> oh, man, that's some horror movie shit. He moves through the years, and he's like, I'm going to suggest this game, and I'm going to put a mysterious closet that wasn't there before with a mysterious box that's going to latch them inside, and they're going to be drawn to it. Ah, that's what's going on here. I'm telling yeah. you, we need to sit down and actually write some of this stuff out and just <laughs> sell it to Netflix. <laughs> yeah. what, what would this guy's name be? The Serial Boxer? I mean, I don't know. That's a, that sounds like he's running around with cereal in his boxers. Like, <laughs> or he's just running around punching people old style. Like, come on. I, I was thinking like the, the cartoon, or the cereal mascots, like boxing each other. School. Come on, Lucky. <laughs> Tricks are for kids, you little fucker. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I know that because, you know, for the season... Uh, two finale we did it on urban legends and we know urban legends have truth but th like how close are those houses to that one house uh not uk they're they, they're in the same what is what is uk it's the not country. a country yeah. oh it is yeah. Yeah. well i mean it depends on what you're talking about with because you have the united kingdom are you talking about northern ireland ireland scotland and uh 
all the others are like the UK, then you have Britain, England. Yeah, I'm talking about the UK. Okay. Well, it all depends. That's that's why I was confused because it contains other countries. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it just a kingdom? It's right mm-hmm. there in the name. <clears throat> yeah, it's essentially like you had the British Empire, and then they like, well, you had England, and then they took over um, Ireland, and then Scotland. Well, they took over Scotland first, and Ireland, anyways, and then they started branching out, and it became the United Kingdom. But anyway. Yeah, just all over. So it, it it probably spans numerous countries then. So I I mean I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if it happened to that one house and then it just spread like people hear the story and they travel, you know, around cuz if it's at a manor in the 1600s, he was probably like you said a lord. Mhm. So which means he probably had like earls and duchesses and you know, very other lords and ladies, you know, and maybe it spread and, you know, people do like, no, we had a lady in a box too. Yeah. So, or it's the cereal boxer. I'm going with cereal boxer. I like that idea. It's, it's a horrible (laughs) name, but it's just going to stick now. (laughs) Are all these houses like, uh, large houses I'm assuming they are yeah that all the stories come from mm-hmm. so, I mean it, it you know if those trunks built back in the day if they were if they latched that easily man kids can get in there and the doors fall on them and latch the boxes and of course you know I, I find it odd that it took 50 years for that man to find her Right, his house can't possibly be that big, you know. Any person in love, uh, I know times were probably a little different. I don't know if they were. Is that times where is that the times where they were like finding wives for their or uh, finding husbands for the wives or, or for the their daughters or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Was that that time? It was more of a political and um a financial marriage instead of a marriage for love. Yeah, it wasn't a love. So it it has me wondering, like, did he just give up? Like, ah, we looked. She's not here. She ran away. But then, well, I guess he did say he did look for him for 50 years, look for her Mm -hmm. for 50 years. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I mean, that's that's a long time to look for somebody. It is. It really is. Uh. Oh, that is a big-ass house. No wonder he didn't find her. Yeah. That sucker has, like, three attics. Right. <laughs> is there an aerial shot of that? Because I want to see how, like, spread out it is. Hmm. I guess it wouldn't be a far-fetched, and I'm sure most of the house is probably concrete, too. Hmm. Uh, probably being built like they were. I don't know. Uh, they didn't build houses out of wood then, did they? Well, uh, it it eh. depends, I guess. I think more wood was more for peasants. That, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about like houses like this. Oh, uh, at least not the exterior. That is huge. Mm-hmm. He got so. more than three attics. Okay. I'm <laughs> She has an attic system. My God. Look at all the chimneys. Oh, my goodness. I don't need that. 
Yeah, that's massive. So in the back corner of an old forgotten attic behind a bunch of shit, behind a false wall. You got to remember that, too. I Probably right. definitely easy to overlook. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I'd probably only live in like the first half, like right here, that room. Bottom right. There we go. There, that's... <laughs> <laughs> so, just playing hide and seek. There's like, all right, I'm going to count to, I don't know, 5,000. God. <laughs> and then we'll come looking for you. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I wonder. She had to have already known about the spot then. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I think she was. she asked for a five-minute head start. Oh, well then, yeah, definitely. Yeah, she was definitely trying to get away from John. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say, in some of the variations in the different houses, uh, the story is slightly different. Like, um, you know, one was um, the bride proposed the game. So it wasn't like she was trying to get away from anybody. You know, just very, very slight variations like that. I, the, all of them had different amount of time to find her, too. Uh, like one was 10 years, one was 20. Uh, I'm sure there was a five years in there. They were all years, though. I, I could see that. She wanted a five-minute head start. She was nowhere near them at all, and they wouldn't have thought, okay, let me go all the way to the top in the attic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's scary in the attic. I mean, and and think she's doing it all by essentially candlelight. Yeah, it was dark out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, do you think it was a possibility that she stumbled upon that door and then was like, "Oh, here's a door. I'm gonna go in here, and oh, there's a chest. I'm gonna jump in this chest." Man, it's too much of a coincidence to me. Mm-hmm. Behind a false wall, too. Someone had to yeah. put the chest behind there, right? See, that's where I start wandering into the realm of, like, what if one of the, if they had servants, which a house that big, they had servants. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Didn't, like, try to kill her and then stuffed her in the trunk and behind the the false wall. What if it was a groomsman? Yeah, like, found her and drug her up there. Yeah, maybe, you know deal gone wrong or something like that or maybe he loved her and she went with him for whatever reason and he was like ah, screw you <clears throat> you know just shoved her in the trunk maybe she didn't give up that kiss maybe maybe she wanted to be a jack in the box or a jill in the box I guess is what she would be <laughs> oh speaking of which I did look up why we kiss <laughs> why we kiss under a mistletoe and According to this, it says a young lady caught under the mistletoe could not refuse it to give a kiss. This was supposed to uh, increase her chances of marriage, since a girl who wasn't kissed could still be single next Christmas. According to ancient customs, after each kiss, one berry is removed until they are all gone. Oh, I didn't know the part about the berries. Uh, I didn't either. But, but Why? Like, where did it come from? Uh, so it started in ancient Greece during the festival of Saturn, Saturn, whatever, and later uh, in marriage ceremonies because the plant's association with fertility. During the Roman era, em- enemies at war would reconcile their differences under the mistletoe, which to them represented peace. So, picture these people running around on the battlefield, like. <laughs> 
<laughs> Got you under the mistletoe. <laughs> you can't stab me now. <laughs> just, yeah, Tommy, when you travel, when you time travel back, just make sure you got that mistletoe handy. Right, right. just a whole branch of it, just like okay, guys. <laughs> get you one of those hats, you know, that just extends it out, so you're safe. <laughs> just <laughs> want that creepy loser hat. Who's like, oh, I'm gonna get a girl to kiss me tonight. Uh, <laughs> It's gonna keep you alive <laughs> in ancient Rome. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to do that. I want to go out and pick a fight with somebody now and just hold mistletoe. <laughs> it's almost as bad as back in the day. You remember those videos of those guys that would like pick a fight and then rip their clothes off and they were in like a speedo suit thing, <laughs> <laughs> or they'd be naked. Oh God. <laughs> The speedo unitards, yeah. Imagine doing both. <laughs> <laughs> then they couldn't. They couldn't refuse. Oh lord. Um, I got the image in my head: naked <laughs> person like holding mistletoe. Like, <laughs> is she the only one that haunts the house, or is there more activity? Oh. No, there's there's a lot of activity at the Bramsel. I think it it boasts about seventeen ghosts. Oh wow! Oh wow! And guess what, gentlemen? It is for sale. How much? Dang! How many millions? <laughs> Before I tell you, it it, it has comes with ninety three acres. Dang. Your own your own ballroom, sitting room, parlors sprawling gardens with like the mazes a dining room for what 50 blah 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 and actually not bad it's only uh 10 million euro it's actually not nearly as much as i thought yeah because what is that that's like one million or something like that no it's more than that it's the the actually i think there's if I could type, I would. Yeah, nine point nine million. No, might as well say ten million dollars. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Let's just go ahead and win that one billion dollar lottery. Look, you know it's funny. They said you know six million for McRaven House. I think if I was to win the lottery, I would probably buy the McRaven House. Mm. Yeah, or buy. I would definitely buy something that was haunted. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Chad, having a billion, yeah. I'd buy this place, too, for 10 mil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the summer home. <laughs> <laughs> Be a little ridiculous with the first little bit of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But after that, we need to invest. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Hey, buying haunted houses is an investment. That's an investment, yeah. yeah. I mean, it think is about an investment. it. And like Shane said, we could take a couple of rooms, make them to like guest rooms, and rent it out like you can have the whole bit, bu- like whole building to yourself for a night for like eight hundred euro or whatever. I don't know about eight hundred. Well, no, it depends per person, maybe per room, eight hundred euro. Yeah, I mean, a place like that, man, probably get like at least five, six rooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? How many rooms are in there? 
Oh, I have no idea. I mean, you got to look at a ballroom's probably that back end or something, you know, where you could walk out into the garden and mm-hmm. you know, all that. So there's got to be at least 10 rooms, I'm going to say, because then you probably got a library, a sitting room, a entertaining room, whatever else. So the manor itself, the um, actual property, dates back to 1086 as like the earliest documented people living there. Mm. Um, bought in 1603. Let's see. King James used it for some stuff. King Charles I used it back in 1630. It was owned by several wealthy fam- families for over 400 years. It got passed around. It, um, Served as a Red Cross during time of war. So a place like that, yeah, so many families, so much stuff that's happened there. Yeah, it's haunted as hell. Yeah. I'm surprised it's still, I mean, like, it looks pristine inside of it for oh, they, being that old. They hey. probably have, like, societies and people that come and take care of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's insane. The main house, just the main house, so without all the other ballrooms and stuff, is 43,000 square foot. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Got a fucking warehouse for a house. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's insane. Because, I mean, you think about it, what they talk about a normal house now in London is like about what, what my house is, like 1,100 square foot or even smaller, you know. And they talk about, oh, we're so surprised on how big Americans want their houses. I was like, wait, look at your lords and ladies. No, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we want big houses because we actually hate our families. We want to be a separate from everything <laughs> <laughs> as far away as possible. Except for those weird people that move into like a tiny house that's like 150 square foot. And they're like, oh, we're doing it because we have like five kids. <laughs> Just like putting the kids on the outside of the house. <laughs> I bet there's some tunnels under this place too. Oh, I bet there is too. Man, well, we're we're journeying into one of those old man talks again. Talking right. about real estate and business and investments. <laughs> the old man minds of JST. It's just a matter <laughs> yeah. of time. Another podcast. <laughs> right. Just sit there and talk about the weather. Well, today it was a bit chilly. <laughs> The damn Kroger's expected me to check myself out at one of them fan-dangled machines. I still hate Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> so on the so on the subject of ghosts, what what do you think would make her want to stay there? You know, I know we we speculate sometimes on what makes spirits stick around, and obviously tragedy, and you know murder and all all of that stuff but for someone that was trapped in a box you would think she'd want nothing more than to get away from there yeah one thing i can think of is when when you marry back then like in society and stuff a lot of times it's about like oh moving to this bigger house and look how lovely this place is and i don't want to be like like they're superficial but you know, it's a nice house. It's a real nice house from what we see, or manor, mansion, whatever you want to call it. You know, maybe she loved the place. 
and she was so excited and she got married and that was going to be her home. And then she went and got herself locked in a chest and, you know, uh, I guess that makes sense. Cause back then she wouldn't have already lived there. That would have been her first night living in the house. No, it's a sound theory. So maybe it's hers and she just never got to experience it. And, you know, don't want to, doesn't want to give it up. So I, I have a big human sized chest. No. <laughs> you don't you don't know where I was going with that. Oh, I know exactly where you were going with that. <laughs> but I'll allow you to continue. I was just I was just letting you know I had a, a big box. Man. That's all. He's the cereal boxer. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, if you got stuck in this box, no, you, you deserve to die. It's it's one of those old wooden ones from military that they would keep at the end of their beds. Like I don't even think there's a latch on it. Oh damn. <laughs> Some mysterious force made you get stuck in there. You <laughs> <laughs> something wanted me dead. Yeah. But you know, when we when we buy this mansion, we sh- we should try it out. Not not necessarily you, Tommy. One of us get in a box and it's gonna be me. We'll play that same game. <laughs> just run around. I'm wearing a wedding dress, just running through the halls. That's a crazy concept. Like uh if we did ever manage to get, you know, overseas and go to this place, um, what kind of activity you could stir up wearing a damn wedding dress mm-hmm. and playing this game. Then she might get aggressive, like, don't you do this. Yeah, she She might. might. She might feel like I was making fun of her. (laughs) You wouldn't be able to sleep that night. She was in there, like, pulling the covers off you every time you got comfortable. (laughs) Right. Would be funnier if she possesses Tommy. Like, "Ah, I'm finally in the flesh in my dress and starts (laughs) starts making out with all the guys. And, yeah. (laughs) I'm a little weird. (laughs) Why do we accept this? Right? Because, I mean, we're not talking about just like little kisses straight on making out. Like, all right. I don't know what happened. Hey, she hasn't she hasn't got any. What What is that, 400 years? Take one for the team, Tommy. Take one for the team. I mean, I'll be possessed, so I'll have no choice in the matter. So, it's up to y'all. Y'all are one, you know. I wish she was, like, vengeful and mean and just, like, rip somebody's flesh off their face. You know? Why, why can't she oh, be goodness. a mean ghost? Because not all ghosts are mean. <laughs> but they're so much more interesting. <laughs> right. They they really are. Yeah. Not that your ghost is boring. It is kind of odd that she ran all the way to the fucking attic and got stuck in a trunk. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, Like you said, five-minute head start. Like She wanted to get away from somebody. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she knew exactly where she was going. Right? Like How, though? If it's not her house. Wait a minute. If it's not her no, house. No. So that I think that brings us back to somebody put her there. Mm-hmm. Somebody might have. I mean, it, it, like, have. Like I said, it's a possibility. Maybe a groomsman was upset. Yeah. And or a party guest, because I'm sure it wasn't just the groom's party and just her. You know, I'm sure there were other people there. So like we're getting into true crime territory here. 
That's all right. People love true crime. We should start a true crime podcast too. True crime minds. <laughs> that doesn't really have a ring to it. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm. I, I think. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. That does seem a little more suspicious now. The more we think, the more I think about it. It's not her house. Five minute head start. And if, well, that just may be in her. Like, I want to make sure I get me a good hiding spot. But somebody was like, <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah. The only other explanation would be pure coincidence. Like she just happened to find it while she's looking for someone yes. in the attic. You know, feel like coincidence. Yeah, I don't know how cluttered their attic would be, but I mean, for him not to notice a door in fifty years. I'd have to say something was in front of it. <laughs> so, I mean, it was just a fucking lampshade sitting on the floor. <laughs> <and they were noticed. laughs> it's like, ah, the lampshade shifted three inches to the left. There must be a wall back there. <laughs> right. But I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. But I mean, still, I mean, if you just happened upon that door, you can get in there and close that door. And then the next thing is a chest. Let me jump in this chest. Like, uh, uh, there's something, there's something amiss with all that. Yeah. She was definitely still alive though. Obviously with the scratches on the inside, but I don't know. But I feel like, well, maybe if she got knocked out, maybe someone shoved her in there. I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, I mean, you don't just shove somebody in a chest and not, you know, have, Defensive wounds on you. Nobody notice. That was a depressing Google search. (laughs) (laughs) What were you looking for? Well, I was trying to get a statistic on how many people have died in boxes from suffocation. That's a fucking lot. (laughs) Uh, We shouldn't laugh at that. (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure a lot of them are children. There were a bunch of children. Um, There was one... I don't know, something with a girlfriend and her boyfriend in a suitcase. There's a, <laughs> like, migrant, like, uh, immigrants were trying to come into the country. And, like, thousands of them. Uh, thousands. 51. Not thousands. <laughs> <laughs> but 51 died from being, you know, hiding in boxes. Like, it's all over the place. I'm like, all right, that's not what I'm looking for. Um, Trunks? Died in trunks. Jeez. All right, trunks. That does make sense for some And And now we find a lot of deaths in car trunks. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's a reason they put that little safety lever in there. (laughs) Is it a chest? It's a chest. That's what it's called. Eventually, we're going to type out treasure chest just so it knows. (laughs) And now we have found the fetish sites. Suffocated in a chest. <laughs> I'm done. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> That's on my fetish list, not Tommy's. <laughs> what in the world? Anyway, people have died from all of the above, so we can <laughs> we can just figure there were a lot of deaths and whatever. The wooden contraption <laughs> box. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, I guess it makes sense as far as a hiding spot. I mean, I get like coming to America or being a stowaway, you would hide in a box because it's like, oh, I'll hide in a box. Nobody can see me. And then you just get like stuff piled on top of you because. Yeah. And then nowhere. One, one I saw too. A lot of people have died in refrigerators. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because they get in and it seals it airtight. And then they, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh. That's, that's how, um, I was going to say Indiana Jones, how he survived. Uh no. <laughs> they used to be able to lock kind of like the freezers in commercials. Mm-hmm. So, and kids would get in there playing hide and seek. In fact, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, there was a kid, it was a mystery, like he was in a refrigerator or maybe it was a storm pipe. They found him. I can't remember. But it's like nobody knows who he is and all that stuff. Wow. Oh, true crimes get crazy. I love true crimes. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, hi. <laughs> he was like, I'm tired of hearing about true crimes. <laughs> Still recording. <laughs> I guess that's good. Right? Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> oh, yeah. I moved my book to proclaim something and slammed it down, and apparently F7 leaves the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, something like, uh, I love true crimes. And I was like, yeah, me too. And he just left. <laughs> he must hate true crimes well i was i was gonna make a joke like no i just judge the criminals because i could do it so much better but i can't even stay in a video call so (laughs) is judging criminals really your strong point (laughs) he might do it better except for hitting f7 F7. Yeah, just pop that off the keyboard. We won't be needing that. (laughs) There's a picture of a sun on it, so I always assumed it did something with brightness. Yes. Alright, well, nice little holiday time ghost story, so go tell your kids. Sit around the Christmas tree and be like, let me tell you the tale of the mistletoe bride. Light the tree on fire for ambiance. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I will inform everyone that if you light a fake Christmas tree on fire, it in fact burns bright purple. <laughs> Tommy looks a little concerned. <laughs> I have a fake Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, I burned. <laughs> I burned one some years ago. It was bright purple when it was burning. That's cool. What did the fumes taste like? Uh, a, like like plastic, kind of. Uh, very suffocating. Uh, mm-hmm. Almost like being in a trunk, I think. Except. Uh, Probably a little more smelly. <laughs> I knew it was killing me, I guess, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> oh, that's like every time I burn a refrigerant. It's like, oh, oh me God, up. man. Whatever. I'm fucking hard-headed, so I just stay there. And then, like, for a week after that, my chest hurts. Oh, it chokes me out bad. I'll be sitting there just coughing, like, <coughs> sealed. That's what you sound like on a normal basis, Tommy. It is. It is. <laughs> He's got to get it sealed. Okay. <laughs> like, let me let me smoke another. <laughs> <laughs> I need to quit. I need to quit. I imagine you're going to get fat. You quit smoking. <laughs> I probably will. I did. <laughs> I, I gained a bunch of fucking weight when I quit smoking. <laughs> a lot of people tell me, like, oh, when you go to quit, take up, like, exercise. And I'm like, you don't understand how lazy I am. Tommy's going to be the John with the turkey leg from earlier in the story. All right, come here, lassie. Give us a kiss. 
Oh, I think my <laughs> wife would divorce me quick. She'd be like, you're disgusting. Because I picture this guy in my head as like fat bastard. So, oh, you know. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back ribs. <laughs> Every time I hear that, the only thing I ever think of is, I left a rosebud in there for you. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> we need to quit. We're fat shaming over here. Yeah, we're derailed again, guys. Derailed. Mm. Well, it's probably a good spot to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope everyone is enjoying their holidays. But we should get some last thoughts before I do the outro. Yeah. So, <laughs> normally what we do. <laughs> Not today. I don't care what y'all think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we all have an idea of what we all think. <laughs> well, tell me, what are, what are your final thoughts? Oh, well, since I know uh, <laughs> Bill Gates did it. No, uh, no, I think, I, I think um, somebody had to put her in there, right? I also think that the reason she stays is because it was going to be her home, and she mm. probably loved the home. She could have been somebody who has admired that home and that family and all that for years. And it was just taken away from her. And now she wants to stay there and live in it. So, but yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you on that on that front. I think, I think somebody put her in the trunk. In the beginning, I didn't so much. You know, accidents happen. And we know that those trunks, the old, especially the old ones, yeah, they could close and latch probably fairly easily. Mm. Um I think, though, it was more of the staff or, you know, some servant that worked there versus a groomsman or anybody like that. The reason I say that is because a staff member would have intricate knowledge of the house and probably know about it being behind that wall. And nobody's going to hear you when you're 450 million feet in the air in the attic of this house. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I think, uh, and the reason she stays, yeah, I'm with you on that one too. You know, she, she wanted that to be her house. I can't believe she's not angered. I'd be angry, but you know, now she gets to live there forever. So I'm, I'm with you guys on that, that I think that's why she sticks around. That makes sense. I I tend to lean a little more to the paranormal though, since there's been, uh, numerous occurrences of a woman being locked in a chest on her wedding day on Christmas. I I feel like it's, there's something, there's some sort of energy in the world uh, that something is allowed to come to a wedding if it's on Christmas. And it could be like a demonic entity and that's its thing. It's like, I want to lock the bride in a box and kill her. So Krampus. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Krampus eat them and their kids? When it kind of, uh, what? There's tons of those entities, not all demonic, but there's like a day that they can come into our world uh, or a time or just all these things where the veil is thin. And this one, maybe it's just super specific, a wedding on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you say it like that, it, yeah. Yeah. Or it could be a thing. Yeah. Um, Oddly specific, but it's no less plausible than anything else we talk about. You know what? It's the spirit of Mr. Toe, the inventor of mistletoe. <laughs> <laughs>
Might have been. <laughs> Use my mistletoe as your game. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> Lock you in the chest. <laughs> you gotta say box so it don't trigger any oh. fetish. <laughs> box. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't say. Anyway. <laughs> you good? Oh, man. I was going to say some stuff. I was like, it's it's too inappropriate, even for us. Uh, at least while record is pressed. <laughs> fair, fair. That's true, but the moment we stop recording, you got to say it. <laughs> Slams the book down, hits F7, leaves the thing. <laughs> well, guys, I'm too busy. Bye. <laughs> Well, thank you all for joining us tonight for this chilling tale. Yeah, I don't know why I ended that with a comma. That was the end. Thank you for joining <laughs> us for this chilling tale. <laughs> Bone shattering. <laughs> Sometimes, like, I'm not reading from a script or anything. Just in my brain, my thoughts are wrong. I don't know how to Anyway. <laughs> all our thoughts are wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us tonight for this this fucking story I just told. What the hell ever? Uh, if, you, if you enjoyed this, make sure you check out uh, our other seasons. We had two two seasons before this, so make sure you go and binge all those episodes. Lots of goodies and funnies and spookies and other stuff in there. Uh, yeah, man, I'm bombing this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we also have a lot of YouTube videos up on YouTube, different kind of uh, histories and paranormal investigations, things like that. So check those out. We also have a Patreon. Gets you early access to the podcast and some other stuff, some merchandise, lots of cool stuff. And to make sure we keep coming back and delivering this fantastic, pristine content with the most amazing outros you've ever heard. Uh Make sure to drop us a review and a rating. Help us move up in the charts and uh, yeah, let other people find out about us. All that being said, these are just our thoughts. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.